Hey there guys, this is Tyler. So, um, kind of a few weird things going on with this show. For some reason, um, Gable's uh, audio just kind of cut out a few times during the show. Uh, especially during uh, about midway through the show when we start talking about the uh, video game awards and PSX. Um, and a couple other times in there that shouldn't be too obvious. But you might notice it's kind of weird, some weird edits. Um, and then in that conversation, uh, unfortunately I had to edit out a lot of what he says. And I try to make it as seamless as a conversation as I can make it, um, with it mostly being one-sided. Um, so just want to give everybody a heads up why that why it seems off and why why Gables isn't talking so much in the middle of that show, and why you get mostly just me for a good chunk of that. Uh, I apologize for that. Not sure what happened, why that why that is. Uh, but hopefully this doesn't happen in the future. And I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, show. Thanks for listening. Grab a six pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back to prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back to prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back to prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 240 of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, I'm doing fine, Tyler. Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm actually doing really freaking good because, mm. well, going through. Scared me there. <laughs> I know, kind of like just scared you a little bit, but uh, the reason why I'm doing so good is because I actually managed to beat a couple games this week, and gotta say, man, it's like I pick up a few games here, and all of a sudden it's like I plow through a couple games, like, uh, over the span of the week, you know, and I'm just feeling pretty damn good. Nice, man, nice. So, how have you been? Doing alright, you know, I was losing my voice a little bit last week, and Kind of been dealing with the cough and everything, but I think it's uh, kind of, you know, what's on, the worst is over with, getting a little better. Uh, but other than that, doing all right. Kind of, I, I, uh, I've been playing a couple games this week. I haven't uh, beaten any games uh, this week. Probably the first time in a little while I've beat a game uh, in the course of a week. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we can, since, you know, we've been playing, we jump right into them. Uh, if it's okay with you, I'm going to jump on what I've been playing real quick. Yeah, no problem. All right. Um... Talk about last week. I uh, I during Black Friday I bought Fire Emblem Warriors and uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, so I guess I'll start with uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. I've only played a few hours of it, uh, and I, I talked about you know last week about not really digging uh, Assassin's Creed Origins and kind of falling off on it. Yeah, but it was it was just kind of funny as I was playing it. I was just like, um, I'm just like you know I really like Ubisoft. Like for I used to dog on it a lot back in the day. Beginning, if you listen to like some of our flashback shows we released, and you listen to us talk about Watch Dogs or what you know, like Watch Dogs and uh, some of the other Assassin's Creed games, and there's other Ubisoft games, uh huh. And it's just like, man, I really dogged on that the Ubisoft open world style. But I'm starting to realize, man, Ubisoft might actually be like my favorite developer. Like, <laughs> I, I think I've come to this term, it's like, yeah, I didn't really care for Assassin's Creed, but it's still a really good game. But um, I just realized I really like that style like the way they do it like um 
and maybe there's a little burnout factor, but the last few games um, that they released in there, um, Origins being not being in that in there, but like Watch Dogs 2, uh, and now Wildlands and like the Far Cry games uh, have been, I think, awesome. And as I was playing Origins, I'm like, man, I really like the Ubisoft open world uh, mechanics, but it's like I really don't care for Assassin's Creed. So that's that's one of the reasons I picked up Wildlands. I'll tell you a little bit, tell you about that for, for the show. And it's like I just can't wait for Far Cry Five now. Like it just made me more excited to play yeah. Far Cry Five. And I was like, man, I don't really want to wait three months, you know, to play it. So Wildlands was twenty bucks. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm, I'll that'll hold me over for a little bit, you know, kind of give me the quick fix I need. And uh, yeah, I played it for a few hours. It's not, man, that game, like it's weird. Uh, like like how so. <laughs> Well, like when you create your character and like some of like the the dialogue and uh, like the the cutscenes that you have and stuff, it's like I don't. It's so like crazy over the top Americana that I can't tell if they're being like serious or not. Like, are, are they just being over the top on purpose? Or are they just like is this just, like are they being serious? Like, just how like patriotic they are and like the way they talk with a deep gravity voice and one of the, <laughs> like one of the guys one of the guys that says shit balls all the time um which is weird um <laughs> shit balls uh which is really funny and I, I need to just add that into my repertoire of things i say um but no it's just like man i was, I was making my character and i'm like i gotta make this guy like the corniest most americana guy i could think of so i feel like i, I gave him like a wife beater um, yeah he's got two like both of his arms are just like are just covered in like american flag tattoos uh what, what game is this now <laughs> this is ghost recon wildlands man oh yeah that's right no man just, no I'm, i don't know why i thought he were like, talking about fire emblem for some shit no uh, no no oh dude we got like marth out there shit balls that's great <laughs> <laughs> but no um it's just like like at some points, like, I think it's funny, like, how bad it is. But at other points, I'm just like, I just want to, like, put hit mute on this and listen to, like, a podcast. And yeah. Just kill things. So I've kind of been doing that. Like, in a like, believe it or not, people, I don't like playing Madden all the time. Uh, <laughs> so every now and then, you know, I need to take a break from it. So it's kind of, in a way, kind of uh, been that Madden type of game where I just pop a podcast on and I just kind of travel through the world. And really all it really is to me is just, like, the Far Cry games where it's just like you go to an outpost, you got to take an outpost over and you just like, you tag all the guys like with your binoculars, in this case, a drone and, um, or your scope and you go in there and kill all the guys and you take, take the place over with. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what this game is. Like so far, like I just took over the, fr- I just killed the first boss, um, in the first area. And there's like, yeah, there's like six main bosses and each of those, those bosses have like, uh, like five or six henchmen. And you got to kill a couple of henchmen to get to the, the bigger boss. So I just basically just killed the first henchman. Uh, it's like a triangle scheme. If like we were selling like makeup or something, um, or uh, pyramid scheme, not triangle scheme, but pyramid scheme. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty much every mission is kind of like that, and it's kind of fun. I, I'm in, I'm digging, like I said, I'm just digging like just kind of roaming through the world, uh, listening to corny dialogue and like been a podcast or whatever and just going through killing a couple guys like it, it's well made like I, I really just like hopping in the, in the helicopter and just mm-hmm. flying whatever and just doing stupid shit uh but no it's fun uh i could definitely see why you know like you would 
you can easily get hooked on this game and like i understand why you platinumed it like uh, <laughs> i can like you can just kind of zone out for a while yeah uh, much you like can. i do a madden and it's just kill a couple hours and like just kind of i don't take it too seriously it's kind of fun uh yeah it's a well-made game uh so uh, it's pretty good i'm gonna keep playing it i'm not like i don't know if i'm gonna like finish this game or i'm definitely not gonna platinum it because that's not really really what i do too much unless it's jazz punk um it's a great game you should play all this by jazz punk i don't know if i said that in a while um but yeah it, i'm seeing i'm just gonna plug away plug you know just kind of play it here and there or whatever um if i don't feel like playing madden uh and i just want to chill out for a little bit this might be more of my go-tos for a little bit um but the other game i'm playing uh fire emblem warriors talked about that last week uh picking that up uh and talked about how hyrule warriors was one of my favorite games uh wasn't one of the top 10 games of the 2014 and uh this is kind of it's just more of that really it's just like i was telling gables a little bit before the show that it's just basically higher warriors with the fire emblem skin which you know can make a big deal because like the only reason i was interested like i'm not a dynasty warriors guy i never have been um but the only reason i uh you know i played higher warriors is because i like zelda and um this is basically i think that for for fire emblem fans and i've never played a fire emblem game before so uh but uh, for someone that's never played Fire Emblem before, um, I am actually this game is really good. Like it's, it's. Uh, I'm thinking maybe I just like Dynasty Warrior games. Like maybe that's just the thing. You know? Subconsciously, you've never yeah. known it, but you now yeah. like it. Yeah, maybe I just like maybe like I should just buy a Dynasty Warriors game or like just rent one and try it out or something. Because yeah, this is uh, it's pretty fun. Like so they, I like a thing they've done with it is they try to like tie some Fire Emblem mechanics into it. Where, like you can actually like uh you can like pause the game or go before you go into like the main battles you can um you have like four or five different characters on the field with you that you can you can actually switch through uh characters they have like chromas in there martha's in there uh uh robin uh lucina yeah a few others and there's like i don't know there's a story about how like because i guess like in the fire emblem universe like uh these characters are like in different timelines like thousands like hundreds of years apart or something like that so yeah. like they're somehow traveling through time and they're all trying to stop a chaos dragon i don't know if that's a big deal in the fire emblem games chaos dragons but um is it a big deal um to be perfectly honest though that, i'm not too sure about that game and stuff like that but there are references like to like say evil major evil like uh figures or like dragons or like specific people in some series like some okay. games but uh right. it must be specific to that game okay because then like i just beat this guy like van vandelia or i'm not sure but um yeah like i don't obviously i don't know i know the characters from like smash brothers and just you know watching nintendo directs um so i know of these characters um but they they have like you can like during the pause menu or you can pause or going into the battles you can like tell your characters where to go in the battles or where they should fight at and they have like um axes are strong against swords and swords are strong against this or the weak against this they have like a triangle thing for like um what's strong against what what's weak against what and then also like i tr- i didn't do this mode but you can set it up so like if your one of your characters is defeated and yeah. um in battle he's gone for the rest of the game oh wow yeah so uh i turned that mode off because that's not really what i'm all about uh and, then, and they do have like an rpg element where you level up um but yeah i mean it's just like a just a dumb kind of i should say dumb but it's just like it's a hack and slash type of game you have 
objectives you got to do and then there's like sub sub objectives that pop up that you can or can't you, you can do if you want to um like every every what you got to do like sometimes like these characters can't die or these characters you know um but yeah it's it's really fun i'm actually really surprised how much i'm liking it uh uh I, you know i, I was kind of curious i'm like maybe like you know maybe it's just a high roll i like the high rollers a lot but in fact you know like i said i might just like dynasty warrior games and Maybe I should just check one of those out. But yeah, no, it's fun. I I don't know if other people like it. I would obviously I think if you're Fire Emblem Warrior fan, uh, or Fire Emblem fan, I'd say check it out. Um, but yeah, if you like Hero Warriors, maybe you check it out too. I don't know anymore. I don't know what to think anymore. Gables, my, <laughs> like I find out that Ubisoft is my favorite like favorite publisher, and now I'm finding out maybe I like Dynasty Warrior games. My entire video game world is like crumbling around me. I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> okay like things are th- weird things are happening to me uh to cool uh toys uh toy story song so i know strange things are happening to me i apologize for that one yeah strange things sorry um that's what i've been playing gables what about you well i've been playing a couple different games to continue away from what i've done in pokemon ultra sun i've played Toward, I'm now towards like the third island, pretty much. I'm Ooh. going through the Aether Foundation for the first time with my uh, character and stuff like that. But I've been taking it a little bit slower than how I normally would, obviously, because of how uh, real it is to be burnt out almost on Pokemon games. <laughs> but, uh... Sentence I never thought I'd hear you say. Well, to be perfectly honest, though, it comes with anything where it's like... I had a similar type of effect with God of War games for a few years where it's mm. like... Okay, I played two or three of them in a row. I think I'm going to give it a break for a while. And then all of a sudden, it's like I played through like three Pokemon games in the span of a year, and this is my fourth one. And I'm playing a little bit slowly, but I am doing some uh, interesting things in this playthrough where I actually have an Alolan Raichu now. I got an Alolan Raichu that I just evolved a couple days ago. I got I actually got a Cubone on my team where I'm going to evolve it into an Alolan Marowak. Which is part ghost, part fire, and stuff. So I'm gonna test that out. But I got a fighting type, Hariyama. I still got my, uh, I still got my starter with me, my grass starter. I want my Decidueye pretty badly, and I got a Kadabra and stuff just because. But uh, my team is solid. I have a full set of six right at the moment. So right now I am just going through this game and seeing what other differences are inside of it there's only been maybe a key like a key couple of things that have happened that have been differently from a different type of trial during the water the different type of pokemon totem pokemon to face during like the water trial on the second island then there's like there's that uh, that new team that i see off and on and stuff but other than that though it's this is largely kind of the same as in sun and moon which in and of itself isn't a bad thing but it, uh, for anybody who's played through Pokemon Sun or Moon before last year, yeah, you're probably not going to maybe be readily as willing to delve back maybe a second or a third time, you know, kind of like how I am doing at the moment. At the feel of the moment, I will finish this game before this year is out. I will make it a priority that this is going to be a game I finish. So... At the same time, though, I'm kind of wondering and really excited to see how the post-game content is going to be and 
if there are any more type of differences, like say differences in trials, differences in the Elite Four and the champion. Maybe there's something uh maybe there's something else that I'm missing in terms of like how this game is a little bit better than Sun and Moon. But I'm just gonna put on record right here where it's like they should have just came out with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon this type of version instead of like uh, doing Sun and Moon last year. To be perfectly honest, if you're going to pick, if you're even interested in playing Sun and Moon or something like that, not having uh, played this generation of uh, Pokemon games yet, by all means, go with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon instead. This is definitely the definitive edition of Sun and Moon. But uh, this is basically are... Pokemon Star. This is basic. Yeah, basically, this is what it is. It's kind of similar to, say, Pokemon Emerald, when it's like Ruby and Sapphire, where it's quintessentially the same game, but there are some differences, and there are some new features, and new this and new that. It's the Pokemon Crystal of Gold and Silver. It's the Pokemon Yellow of Red and Blue, for where it's like, like I said before, same adventure, different types of things. I don't know why, but I I wasn't really expecting anything, like, vastly samey, you know? But then again, you know, Game Freak sort of has a game record doing that with, like, uh, specific games. Maybe, like, with the exception of Pokemon Black 2 and White 2, which were different, honestly. They were different in terms of how you terrain specific environments, like, uh, not in the same order and stuff. I mean, there were some gym leaders that was changed in that particular sequels of games. But, other than Pokemon, I had a chance to start Injustice 2. Yeah, buddy! I started Injustice 2. My first sit-down, I played through till about Chapter 6. So, in one night, in one thing, in one sitting, I've went through the first five chapters. And I gotta admit, the story mode is, was, and honestly, overall, that story mode was pretty good. It is definitely better in terms of pacing than the original game. How there were some moments inside the first game where the story kind of dragged a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did like I did like how uh, the new characters you get to control a little bit. They kind of like uh, they kind of like have a little bit of that. Uh, it kind of got I kind of had to get used to the whole like control scheme things of like how you would play games like Injustice or how you would play Mortal Kombat, to where you have to do specific button combinations and stuff in order to do that, because I'm so used to doing quarter circle and, like, mashing uh, buttons, sort of like how I do with Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah. This one's a little more... Uh, isn't, like, Mortal Kombat and these kind of games, like, a little easier to grasp? It's like the three-button uh, Sort combos. of like... Yeah, the three-button combos are definitely there, but... Uh, in my personal opinion, I kind of like it easier when it's do like a quarter circle doing this or like mm. doing that. But that's just that's just how I've been mostly playing fighting games. But uh, it's just a small personal thing. But uh, with Injustice Two, the gameplay in and of itself is good. It's definitely it definitely has the same good addicting gameplay like the original game had, which I'm excited, which I was excited about. Yeah. So that was my first sitting with the game so last night i finished the rest of the game i finished the rest of the game my total time playing through injustice 2 was like three and a half hours <laughs> three oh. and a half hours i went through that campaign endured a whole lot of random twists and turns 
played with uh, most of the hero characters. <clears throat> I gotta admit, though, some of my favorites to play were like, uh, well, obviously Batman was an awesome character to play as. Then you yeah. had like, you had like random like speedsters, say like Flash or something like that. But uh, Blue Beetle, I actually thought was pretty good to play too. Yeah, I, I liked uh, him and the uh, all the new characters in the game. Were, I think were awesome, like Firestorm and. Uh, my personal favorite of that was uh, Black Canary, though. Oh, man. Fucking Black Canary was like a freaking beast. I yeah. loved playing as Black Canary. I tried playing a little bit as Green Arrow, which he mostly kind of plays the same as in the first game. Which, yeah, yeah I like. I liked Green Arrow in the first game. He is a kind of like a little faster character, but he has range. Black Canary, oh, no. She is totally an aggro-style fighter where she just goes in, just super quick, just lands a, like a couple hits... Like, a couple, like, chip hits here and there and stuff like that. You can link up to, like, a specific combo into, like, uh, like a fast special or something like that. It's... Yeah. Yeah, she feels good to play. Mm-hmm. But uh, a char- some characters were kind of a little bit awkward for me to use at first. Like, for example, guys like Cyborg and guys like, uh, like Black Adam and stuff like that weren't exactly, like, as friendly to my play style. Sometimes with like some of the bigger characters, the heavier characters, I kind of get, I kind of need to get used to them because it's like I gotta be thinking more methodically and how I can, I can just go through and like time grabs correctly and this and that. But uh, now that I think about it, I think some of my favorite characters were just the ones that uh, I could get a couple of hits in and then just spam a whole bunch of like attacks. <laughs> yeah. So the faster characters like Black Canary or even to a certain extent Blue Beetle or Firestorm. Catwoman. Super... Yeah, Catwoman was pretty fun too, I yeah. gotta admit though. And pulling off I gotta admit, pulling off all the specials for the characters inside the campaign mode was just a it was just a uh, ball just to see what exactly was gonna go on. Yeah. I mean with with Batman he summons his bat wing and stuff and he just shoots the shit out of like uh whoever his enemy is, and it's like, oh, man. I think there was one thing where the Flash or something like that takes the dude, like, takes his uh, foe and stuff and just runs through time yep. and space and stuff like that. Just smashes him through a fucking pyramid and then goes through and gets to another pyramid, and then they meet back in the middle to where both of them, like, like both, like, di- like different times, like, the same, like, uh, enemy that he's facing or something just smacks into himself. <laughs> yeah. I like the Supergirl was a good one, too, I thought. She was yes. like... I, when I played it um, earlier this year, I, I talked. It was like Superman and Supergirl remind me of like Super Smash Bros. Melee with yes. like Link and Young Link, where uh, Link was like stronger, but Young Link was smaller and faster. Yeah, uh, and that's kind Super, of what that's were. what I feel too. Supergirl was stronger and faster, but uh, she could also be a little bit more like uh, combo friendly too, mm-hmm. in terms of like linking together, like her. Uh, her quarter, like the back quarter circle, no, back quarter triangle move or something, where she just flies from like, uh, she disappears off the side, like it appears right behind the character and just like does like a random like uh, uppercut or something like that. Just trying to change sort of like moves like that, you know, that was, that was pretty fun. I went through the entirety of that campaign mode, unlocked a whole bunch of features and stuff like that, and one of the last things I did before I when essentially like uh <coughs> got through with the you know took the game on the disc and put it back into its case i tried out that mode where it looks like you're unlocking a bunch of loot boxes oh yeah yeah 
like you earn like all these different type of uh, colored loot boxes from like bronze all the way up to like platinum. I think they give you like one platinum thing for finishing the campaign and then like one gold and like one silver or whatever type of shit. Yeah. There was some like various parts of gear which I probably assume would probably have to uh, customize certain characters for online mode. But uh, for me, it's like, uh, you know what? I am probably not going to even want to play this game online right now. So I tried that's to when... come ass whooped. It's not. It's not good. It was not. Yeah, good. yeah. I kind of figured that was the case. <clears throat> so I decided to put it back in its case, put it on my bookshelf. But that leads into the next game that I was uh, playing for this week. After finishing Injustice 2, I woke up this morning and I'm thinking to myself, it's like, you know, I really gotta get back to Mario Odyssey. Ooh. So, I went through and uh, during the earlier part of this week, I played, I pretty much went through three, I went through two worlds. The last world that I ended on before starting up this morning was the Luncheon Kingdom. Yeah, and so... The Luncheon Kingdom I finished up today. I went to... Actually, uh, not only did I get the <laughs> Luncheon Kingdom done, but I had the chance to face off against that fucking dragon of Bowser's. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. That took me out of... That was like... That took that didn't take me out of the experience, though, but that was something out of nowhere where it's mm-hmm. like... It's like all of a sudden, it's like you're flying your balloon and all of a sudden Bowser just comes up and there's a big fucking dragon that he's riding. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching <laughs> No, that battle was cool, too, because that's just the thing, man. It's like it was unique in a way where it just felt like it was something like a Mario boss, you know, where you had to use your cap to get out these certain keys and stuff like that to unlock his weak point, then ground pound him. It's like, holy shit, that was fun. They took something that was sort of dark and not, not like Super Mario whatsoever. It looked like something out of a fucking Zelda game, to be perfectly honest with you. The whole moody landscape, the whole desolate type of world. This They called it the Ruined Kingdom. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was an awesome experience. But it led to another awesome experience in going through Bowser's world and stuff, where it was definitely like a feudal Japan sort of, like, yeah. world, dude. Oh, it had probably one of the best one of the best captures inside that entire game where you go forth you like you've encountered this little bird. Oh this yeah. Little, this little bird that has a samurai helmet and you go forth, you knock the helmet off of it. I went forth and said, Okay, I can capture this then. I go forth, I capture it, it's like, okay, I'm like a little bird here, what am I gonna do? All of a sudden I see this little prompt at the bottom right hand corner of my screen and it's like Wait, what? I could use this beak to do what? I can flick up the freaking walls, and all of a sudden, here I am, just going forth and just experimenting. It's like, oh, hey, I could do that. Like, around the training around the world, I just see yeah. the little holes. Not only just the little, not just the walls, just going up and down walls, but I felt like I could potentially break the game just going through and just <laughs> get into higher reaches here and there without having to uh, propel myself up. But I discovered these little, uh, these little individual, like, diamond-shaped holes that are, like, inside... The random portions of the, the world and stuff. And I end up sticking my beak and I end up getting a couple power moons out of it. It's like, oh, hey. Oh, that that, that was a puzzle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, man, that boss inside that, that Bowser Samurai world and stuff like that, that was cool. That was oh, cool. Yep, yep. 
the final battle against the Brutals. You know, just uh, that that big old fucking mech just goes for then appears out of nowhere, and you just got to go through this and go through that, and it's like crazy, crazy. But I will I will say this before I speak anything on it. It's like I know this is kind of late for me to say, but this is totally fucking spoiler territory. Now. Yeah, yeah, no, it's having both Tyler and it's been I out over a month. Yeah. It's been out for over a month. This is totally within our fair use to talk about it. And... Spoiler alert: you you fight Bowser at the end and you win. <laughs> oh boy! Speaking of Bowser, oh boy! Oh my god! I went for the last world in the game. I went through the moon. I went to the moon. Found out how the the play aspect of the moon and stuff, how it controls your jumping and all this other stuff. And it led to some funny-ass moments where it's like, hey, can I actually do a long jump from one platform to another? Get that power moon that's timed? And it's like, at first I'm like, there's no way I can get to that far reach. So at first time I do it, I try to bounce off of the sidewall and try to do this. And it's like, nope, I fell to my death. Go forth again. I do the long jumping, and it's like, oh my god, I just reach it! And just go forth, and just, like, right off the very last panel, I just do four consecutive, like, long jumps in a row, and I get the power move before nice. going up. I'm like, how the fuck did I do that? But that was awesome. <laughs> oh, boy. That final battle with uh, Bowser, that was something in and of itself. Cause that was tough. I thought it was actually, it, like, the tough, like the, that was the first time I died in the, in the entire game. That was the first time he died in the entire game, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, not including like falling off the side or something, but like oh yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, running out of health. I mean, yeah, I didn't really die too much when it came to fighting against certain boss characters. I think in aspect looking at looking at it now, I think it maybe was like maybe four, five times most. Yeah, and that was because of stupid things that uh, I was trying to experiment with, but. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a repeat when you face them off against them against the Cloud Kingdom, where it's like, okay, you got these different type of things, but his pattern is kind of a little bit different. It's kind of a little bit like harder now because he's spawning more hats and stuff. And I thought that was it. It's like, okay, there's that, and all of a sudden it goes right where the whole moon, like his whole moon base, his moon castle is crumbling in and on itself. Then you have the like a little cutscene here with like Mario and Peach. And all of a sudden, it's like, it just flashes to Mario. It's like, like, Peach just, like, nods to Mario. It's like, yeah, go ahead. It's like, what? What's he about to do? And, like, you see Mario just toss Cappy at Bowser. It's like, what? What? You can capture Bowser? That's awesome. <laughs> Dude. I playing... freaked out when that happened. <laughs> I could not believe. I have not freaked. I'm not geeked out in a game like that. And I don't know how long. Yeah, that, that was amazing. You fucking can play as Bowser. You can capture Bowser, go through, use his claws, and like go through all these random fucking walls and stuff in order to get to the last portion of the game. And the music is pumping in terms of like uh, what the last portion of the game, especially when you you've reached the final, the final like a uh, section of the moon base or something like that, where you gotta get you gotta destroy those four pillars and then go through that stupid metal like uh, like that uh, metal brick at the middle of it. Just try to escape, and then it's like it just shows that little cutscene where you just escape back to Earth and stuff like that. It's like that was so good, that was so good. That whole boss battle, the pacing of like the quick escape. Other games have tried stuff that's kind of similar to what Mario Odyssey has done in terms of like final boss battles, but some have really fell flat, or some have really been frustrating to me. 
the ending to Halo 3 was kind of one of those things that kind of came to mind. It was something similar to what, say, Mario 3, only I'm not driving a fucking vehicle. I'm actually toting a fucking eight-foot lizard and stuff and going through walls. Hey, we got we got 30-something years of build-up to this moment, okay? Oh, awesome. my God. 30 fucking... Yeah, it's like 30 fucking years of build-up so you can play as Bowser in a mainline Mario game. That yeah. is awesome. That was something I never thought that would happen because it, you, the moment he captures them and he delves into Bowser's mind, you see these little flashes of him facing off against Mario yeah. in the past like 30 years. Like, what the f- That was awesome. Yeah. Oh, I is that stock? That. Is that stock art from Mario 64? Is that, is that his sprite from Mario 3? It's like all these chain of events that Mario is seeing. I was like, oh, hey, those are the different memories of, you know, doing this. And it's like. All of a sudden, it's like, it's like, Mario? It's like he just wakes up, you see Mario's blue eyes, and it's like the damn lizard's eyes. Like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was definitely my moment of the year right there in gaming, where it's like, that's up there with, like, say, Zelda, like, the Breath of the Wild, me going to the, like, like awaking, awakening inside that pod and going out and just looking at Hyrule Field for the first time and stuff. But, uh... That's up there with me with uh, when I uninstalled Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> That's your shock moment of the year. It's like I gotta uninstall this. It's yeah. literally gonna burn my PS4. Anyway, yeah. or I'll burn it. I'll burn it for him one or two. The ending to Mario Odyssey was so amazing, and it led to an even better Easter egg after the game was finished. That major Easter egg for. Like, anybody who's played through the game already and like this. Oh, man. The go back to Mushroom Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Peach's Castle. The whole aspect of, like, uh, going back to there and stuff. That's something you haven't done since Mario 64. Going through and explore, like exploring the different types of, like, around the castle, this and that and stuff. But here's something that uh, you may not have known. You can actually visit that castle before beating the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went, yeah, going to the Lunching Kingdom, I found the portrait. And I went inside the portrait, it's like, hey, that looks like Peach's Castle. I'm like, oh no. And I go through, <laughs> and then I see it, it's like, oh my god. And all of a sudden, I see a power star in the top of the freaking fireplace, where it looks like Yoshi's been staying. And I go forth, and I touch the power star, and it's the same fucking music that plays when you collect into Mario 64. <laughs> the same music. Oh, what's even better, when you go inside that world, and you start exploring, and all of a sudden, it's like you go into one of the random towers, and the music starts playing from Mario 64, you can actually jump inside of a fucking portrait to go for yeah. the, and, like, go to, like, these harder boss stages. It, the literally, the music, like, ba 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 just starts playing as soon as, like, you enter in the fucking... They, that gave me a fucking 20 year nostalgia fucking trip right there <laughs> oh my gosh just the amount of easter eggs to past mario games just the past like uh different characters the different type of features this is a love letter to old nintendo fans this is like this is something that game companies lose focus on lose focus upon their 
player base for years on end. Like even like big companies, if you have a customer that's loyal and stuff for years, you want to make sure you put out a product that's going to keep that individual occupied for years. People are thinking that there might be a because uh, Nintendo loves to do 120 stars in their typically in their games. Well, you need 120 more to get to a thousand. So people are wondering maybe there's going to be DLC down the line where you have 120 more. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump into some topics, though. Uh, so, we got a PSX and the Video Game Awards are happening uh, this next week. Uh, we got the Video Game Awards on uh, Thursday night. Um, and the PSX, they're going to do like a stream or anything on Saturday. So far with the Video Game Awards, outside of the awards, they've announced that they're going to show off uh, the new map for PUBG. Um, I think that's just kind of a way to build a pipe for the, it's coming out to Xbox One on the 12th. And then PSX has said they're going to show off, uh, we're going to see Dreams for the first time, which is from, uh, um, the, damn it, what's, what was that company? From the Little Big Pan, the Little Big Planet guys, that Medium Molecule? Yeah. They're going to show off Dreams for the first time in a few years. Uh, a lot of rumors about video game awards. Because uh, Nintendo is always showing off something there. First time I ever saw gameplay from Breath of the Wild, before we even knew it was Breath of the Wild, was at the Video Game Awards. Uh, first time we ever saw Cranky Kong and Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze was at Video Game Awards. Not gonna say which. Not gonna say which one of those moments is bigger. But uh, they're both pretty big. They're both huge moments. I still remember being at Justin's house, and we sat there. We to go meet friends downtown. They go have some drinks, and we went, was like, "We're gonna wait. We're gonna like Nintendo's gonna show something big here." Like. Reggie's there, so they got something big to show, and we sat there for hours and waited just for this moment. And he shows up to announce that Cranky Kong is a playable uh, character in uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Oh, and Last of Us Two, they're going to show off some more from that uh, at PSX as well. So I mean, I don't know. We talk about it every year. But we usually um, we usually watch them both. If I was if I was a betting man, and there's betting lines in this. Uh, I put mine down that we're going. This is where we're going to see Champions Ballad and get a release date. Because it's supposed to come out in December, and the show's on December seventh. Not a lot of time. They're gonna want that out probably a couple weeks before uh, Christmas. So I wouldn't be surprised if they um, announce that, and then you know it's out the following week uh, for Switch. So and Wii U. Uh, that that's what I think. They they're saying that they're gonna they're, there's gonna be more um, first you know for uh, premieres and trailers than ever before so and the gillette mock guy costume mascot guy won't be here this time he confirmed that on twitter so thank god for that because that that sucks you gotta take the good with the bad i guess you want the show you gotta have shitty annoying gillette guys uh, or is it mock it was mock whatever i don't know whatever but uh yeah no i don't know i mean i like it the first year they did it with well, was it was it was better than the spike tvs by a long long shot but uh yeah, they've, been, they've they've definitely improved it, streamlined really well. I'm th- I'm hoping we get to see something from uh, Kojima. Uh, Del Toro is supposed to be there. I, I I look forward to it. I'm hoping and you know the quality's been good. It's it's kind of, this is kind of like the the most real video game awards show uh, out there. You know, like uh, as far as like I think like it, it's all of like they take all the votes from like IGN, Gamespot, Giant Bomb. Um, uh, kind of funny easy allies like they kind of like everybody votes all the main uh, people for their vote so it's kind of like the real gamers award show so should be fun i you know there's there's 
you know, be some good rewards brought out. Hopefully, some cool games showing off. Um, and then also, we can, you know, like I said, PSX is a couple days later on Saturday. Uh, they've had a couple good showings the last couple of years. Um, so I am, you know, I'm excited to see more Last of Us Two. Um, I don't know how far out the game is, but um, and maybe we get to see something. I'm hoping we get release dates. Because uh, there's like God of War. Um, God damn it! What's the uh, the robot game? Detroit, uh, Spider Man, and there's one of the one I'm forgetting. Uh, another PS4 exclusive. Um, all those was be out in the first half of the year, and that none of them have release dates. So um, yeah, I mean, and what else? We some surprises out there too. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's gonna be a fun uh, week for for gamers, for kind of like showing off what we're going what we're gonna be seeing uh, at least in the early part of next year. So. And I, I like um, PSX because, like, E3 is, like, we're going to show you the biggest, we're going to show you all these big guns and all the stuff that's going to get the most media attention where this, uh, this is kind of like, you know, like, much like the Video Game Awards is big, it's for gamers. PSX is for, like, the real hardcore gamers of the two where, like, uh, they're not going to, this isn't going to be all the AAA stuff. This is going to be, like, here's some cool digital stuff. Here's some cool games from you played 20 years ago. They're coming out now for, we uh, remastered them. And, uh Maybe the Vita will actually be mentioned for the first time in a couple of years, uh, for, for by PlayStation. Uh, yeah. So I don't. Yeah. I. I. I am. Uh, yeah. It's. It's gonna be fun. Uh, I. I. I don't know really where my expectations are because I feel like, with these, like, anything can happen with these. You know. So I was like, I, I hope we get custom. Really, the only thing I want is a couple of, uh, a couple of release dates. For uh, some of those games coming out in the early part of the year, but other than that, I mean, Champions Battle. Those are like the only, those are like the only things I really hope we get. Other than that, man, I don't have a clue, and it's exciting. Uh, yeah. So, um, best, but go ahead. It's like what I said. The best type of showings and stuff for like, uh, for any one of those conferences are the ones you just don't expect really at all. You know. Yeah. So yeah, should be fun. But speaking of Sony uh, and PlayStation. Um, People that are PlayStation Plus members, select members are getting uh, emails uh, offering them a two-week trial for uh, the PSVR headset. And uh, people that accept it, uh, I think they're doing like, I think there's like 1,400 people. Uh, the, they have 1,400 of these. So the first 1,400 um, can get this. And basically what it is, it's like I said, two-week trial. Um, and they send you the, uh, like the Skyrim edition. So it comes with everything you need, the, the move controllers, uh, Skyrim VR, uh, the, one of the, the new demo discs that comes with the uh, the new edition of the PSVR uh, headset. Um, basically everything in the camera, everything you need to play it on your PS4. And um, you can try it out for a couple weeks. And if you decide to keep it, if you don't send it back after 14 days, uh, you, give, you give them a credit card number or card number or whatever, and they charge you $300. So... Okay. And this bundle is four fifty, so uh, I don't know. What, what, what do you think about this, Gables? Do you think this is kind of a cool little thing they're doing or not? <sighs> I would you try what... if they, if you got that email? Would you do it? Oh God! It's fourteen okay. days for free. Okay, okay, okay. To be perfectly honest, I can see what Sony's doing with this, trying to get PlayStation VR more of it out into the wild in order for getting people to try it, because what uh, other way can they help sell this one more so than try to expose it to as many people as possible? 
but at the opposite side and stuff like that, if I was readily offered by Sony Computer Entertainment of America, like, an option to maybe try out this PSVR for free for maybe, like, about a week or two and stuff like that, you know what? I probably would try it. I mean, I'm not opposed to maybe just trying it out, maybe with Skyrim or whatever the heck. But uh, after that trial, it just really depends. I probably wouldn't spend $300 on the damn product itself because that's a lot of money and I'm not really sold with VR as of yet. But uh, to be perfectly honest, though, in the grand scheme of things, I think this is kind of a bad idea. I think it's a bad idea because they are literally shipping out a lot of uh, the various parts to specific people, you know, like, say, the PSVR itself, the camera, the the Skyrim, stuff like that. Yeah, you gotta, under, you gotta pretty much figure that uh, anybody who signs in this thing are probably gonna go ahead and switch out a few parts here and there, you know, for, uh, let's say, like, they have, like, something... Uh, like an old camera or something like that. It's like, oh no, this is this is uh this is your guys' camera you sent me. It's broken, you know. Do this, do that, you know. Yeah. But uh, I kind of think that's a bad idea because of that way where they're bringing they're pretty much. Oh, let's just be perfectly honest. They're pretty much just uh, sending out a whole bunch of like their own products and stuff to a bunch of random people, giving them like a couple of weeks to try things out, but. Like I said before, they I don't think they're gonna get a lot of the the product back. <laughs> it sounds pretty like minuscule or like kind of minor in grand scheme of things, though. But uh, I don't think it's going to work to the benefit of what Sony's thinking, where they're trying to convince people that oh hey, this is an awesome product to get. We're going to go ahead and we're gonna go and just give you this to try out for two weeks. It's yeah, that's. I don't think that's a good sign. I mean, it's a good gesture by them to let people try out their products, but it's not going to have the desired effect. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess for me personally, I literally just checked my email while you were talking, uh, yeah. to make sure to get this offered because I would definitely. I, I mean, I want to try it out. You know. Um, uh huh. And that's definitely. I hope there's like there. I mean, Sony's. I'm hoping they're smart enough to to have some sort of like writing in there when you when you do this like. This has to be in a condition and all that. And they're going to test them out and then we'll charge you. Like I said, they have to, you, you have to give them a credit card number when you um, set, when, when they send this to you. So, um, I, I mean, personally, like I, I, I'm hoping I get this offer because I would totally do it. Cause I think the hardest part for the, the VR is selling people on it. Cause you can't just like, you know, you don't see a lot of, um, they don't pimp this out a lot on their, on their showcases like on E3 or when they did with uh, Paris games week. Cause it's, so hard to show off what the what the PSVR is all about, what VR is. It's just like when they were the, the the PlayStation Pro conference last year. It's like, oh man, we like okay, whatever, because we couldn't tell, because we couldn't tell them. We were watching a YouTube video, you know, like right. We don't have the. It's hard to show somebody the graphical power or something, or show like the, the full effect of something uh, when we're watching it on a standard television or a stream. Um, so I would totally try it because I, I mean, there's. There's places you can go to. You can go to GameStop. Sometimes some of them have uh, a PSVR headset hooked up. Or the hardest part is just getting this in the hands of people. And uh, I know the PSVR is selling really well. I think it sold over a million. It's the highest selling uh, um, VR headset out there of the big three. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I hope I do get this offer because I want to try it out. Because there's, there's like I've talked about this a few times over the course of the year where 
I've almost bought it a couple times, and like the the library is getting there. Uh, is, there's enough games out there that I'm interested in playing that um, it might be like it'd be worth to check it out for. Like my only problem is I was like, why do I like? There's some cool looking games out there, but am I gonna like the concept enough? You know, it's like the Wii. There's there's a lot of cool games on the Wii that I wanted to play, but it's like I yeah. really don't like the motion controls. You know. So like yeah, there's a lot of cool games and VR looking games on VR, but do I really like the motion control or the the VR? And um, this would I mean this is smart. I mean I think you can get it in some uh, a lot more people's hands that never would probably would never checked out before or haven't or you know I've done a couple I played the Oculus a couple of years ago with uh-huh. Justin at an event as well a tech demo. Uh, Justin and I got to play Resident Evil Seven um, last year. Uh, yeah, uh, last spring or last fall. And that's like he went from not caring about VR to like he was totally bought in. He bought the you know the PSVR on day one. Um, so yeah, there, I mean, I would totally check it out. And it's a good if you know I would if I like it enough, I'd probably keep. I'd probably spend spend three hundred bucks on it. It's a you know it's a four hundred fifty dollar package. Uh, I don't give a shit about Skyrim, uh, but it's still a, it's still a deal in the end though. And you know, it's four hundred dollar thing you get for three hundred bucks. Um, it'd be cool. And there's you know like Moss is coming out here soon. Rec Room, the game I've been talking about for a long time that I want to play, that's been on the Oculus, uh, uh-huh. is finally out for free on the uh, PSVR. Um, Doom VFR just came out yesterday. Uh, there's like the Rush of Blood we just got for free for PS um, PlayStation Plus last month. Uh-huh. Uh, I think Rigs was free. So I mean, there's enough games out there where I'm like, yeah, like Batman came out last year too. Like, there's enough games out there that, um, and there's that weird that one first person shooter that. Um, Sony released this year. I can't remember what it's called, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think there's enough out there that um, it's worth checking out. But the hard part is like, you need to buy it. There's a four hundred dollar gate you have to open up before you can even check these games out. Right. And uh, we don't even. Have, I'm sorry, my like my ESPN app is going off in the background there. <laughs> uh, I left it. I left my phone in in the other room, and I, yeah, I can't. Me, I forgot to mute it. Um. But, uh, yeah, um, like I said, I hope I can check this out. I just, yeah, I mean, like like I said, the hard part is getting this in the hands of people. Like, just and I going to a Resident Evil 7 event, like, like I'm kind of in a know. I, I spend a lot of time on Twitter, like, reading about gaming news and um, and Facebook and looking at GameSpot and IGN and all that. And I remember, like, the Resident Evil 7 event, like, I literally didn't know what was happening a, mile, a couple miles from my house and, like, went until, like, 20 minutes before the event started, you know, and I text Justin, holy shit, Resident Evil 7 is going to be at GameStop. We should go check it out. Play PSVR. Um, and Justin never would have checked it out. I never would have checked it out, you know, like, and we're people that's in the know. We're, you know, the, the smart fans of, uh, video games, the user wrestling term there. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that aren't, don't even know it was really a thing or don't really have any interest in it. And it's like, Hey, here's a little trial right for the holidays. Uh, they like enough. Hey, we'll keep it for, you know, for get for so and so for Christmas or whatever. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm like I said, hope hope I get the offer. Um, I'm definitely gonna take them up on that offer. Literally cost me nothing outside of a few months of my time. So uh, yeah, should be uh, could be. Hope, I'm curious to see what what the effects are with it. Um, but moving on. Uh. These were, these came out a week late because of the Thanksgiving holiday here in the United States, but uh, it's one of my favorite favorite things of the every month. It is the uh, the MPD numbers 
for uh, the previous month. So I know it's December, <laughs> but these are the uh, for October. Uh, so like every every month they release a lot of, a lot of stats going on, like talking about high selling games. So but in the month of October, uh, the top twenty top twenty selling games of the month were uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege at twenty nineteen NHL eighteen. Uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands at 18. Uh, Fire Emblem nice. Warriors at 17. Uh, Mario Kart 8 for the Switch at 16. 15 is Breath of the Wild. 14, Wolfenstein 2. 13, Evil Within 2. Uh, number 12, Grand Theft Auto 5. Excuse me. Number 11, Grand Turismo Sports. Number 10, uh, Forza Motorsports 7. Number 9, Destiny 2. 8, Madden uh, 18. WWE 2K 18 at 7. Uh, 6, FIFA 18. Number five, two NBA two K eighteen. All the eighteens in there. Holy shit! Uh, yeah, one, two, four, four in a row. Four sports games in a row. Number four, South Park fractured but whole. Three, Mario Odyssey. Two, Assassin's Creed Origins, and one, Shadow of or uh, Shadow of War. So huh. I almost said Shadow of War to Oregon. Um, yeah. So October was kind of like the first big month uh, of the season. Yeah. Uh, really, I guess there's only two. But uh, a lot of games came out in October. It's something we talked about pretty much since June, since E3, about how October was a stacked month. And, um, yeah, no, I mean, no really big surprises. What's in the kind of the top 10 sports games always sell really well. Destiny 2 is the second month on the market at 9. Uh, but you get, those, you get the big three that came out October 27th with South Park at 4, Mario Odyssey at 3, and then Assassin's Creed at 2. And then, uh, or no, uh, South Park came out in... 17th it was Wolfenstein 2 that came out on the 27th all the way down at 14th um and then Shadow of War I guess coming out at the beginning of the month got number one uh but still a uh I mean anything kind of stand out to you in this month well to be perfectly honest with you what stands out it's like those games basically that came out on the 27th of October we knew they were going to be the biggest releases happening on that day but considering they had what till the thirty first, they didn't even have yeah. a week out on they the market. Four days. They had like four days on the market, and it spurred enough sales for all of them to get inside the top MPT numbers of stuff of the month of October. That is amazing in and of itself. Yeah, especially yeah. with how high like uh, Origins and like Odyssey went. You know. Yeah, two and three. No it's surprise cool. with Sass, you know Assassin's Creed being on. Three con- two consoles and a PC, so no, but the uh, Mario Odyssey being for high it is and stuff with the Switch, that yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, you look at it like yeah, it's true with the one platform. Yeah, one platform and a platform's been out for eight months, so that's awesome. You know, we got games like like all the all the sports games being on pretty much everything. Uh, won't be surprised if they're still on 360 and shit. Um, you know, South Park being on you know two consoles in a uh in a pc um well well you know tyler about that when it comes to like the sports games i think the sports games have actually stopped producing copies for the ps3 and the xbox 360 like uh this year actually oh okay because you look up on the psn store like for the ps3 the only recent copies are from 2017 Okay, yeah, so that would that would be yeah, Madden. No, two thousand eight yeah. copies of like say WWE two K eighteen or NBA two K eighteen or anything like that. Really, it's like, well, that's good. All right, huh? Okay, I didn't know how. Uh, I know like the uh, they were, you were still getting Madden games on PS two and Xbox for like four or five years. 
Well, yeah, yeah. The Xbox but, 360 uh, came out. So. Dude, there still are new games being released on the PS3 and the 360. I believe dude. that. There's still Wii U games coming out this week for I know. the Wii U. I know. So, Crazy. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, – not really too surprising, kind of the top ten. Uh, I guess a couple of this, you know, Evil Within two being thirteenth, falling behind, you know, like a, a GTA five. Uh, it's kind of disappointing. Uh, not really surprised, but you know, disappointed. You know, Wolfenstein two being fourteenth. I know like that one game only had a few days on the market before the end of the month, but uh, um, I'm happy they're in the top twenty at least. But uh, hoping they'd be a little higher. But the other games are, you know, those are those games are mature games. Against uh, a lot of, you know, you got South Park out there. You got Mario. You got uh, big licensed games. You got Destiny. Uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto Sports and Forza Motorsports being uh, fairly low or surprising. Actually, I think it's more surprising is Forza beating out Grand Turismo when it's Forza's second month on the market uh, and Grand Turismo's first month on the market. It's already Grand Turismo's only eleventh, and it's behind Forza. Is uh, I think kind of shocking. But uh, Mario Kart Switch sixteenth. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's weird. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, kind of a kind of a crazy month. I was kind of curious. I'm curious actually more on honestly with how November's gonna play out now. We're like, I know we have like you know we have Call of Duty and Battlefront. I'm I'm curious for Battlefront Two lands, but uh, with some of these games getting more time on the market, how they're gonna how they're gonna kind of span out. But kind of a few notes came out of it. Um, Origins already surpassed in the few days it was on the market. I guess actually day one sales surpassed Syndicate, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which was the game that came out in 2015. Um, so I guess that's kind of they're kind of pumping that up. But uh, something I heard someone say once, and I, it's kind of I think it really kind of sticks true, is that uh, the game that's bad is always sells well. It's the game after that uh, feels the effects. So you look at Unity was. Uh, broken piece of shit, and everybody knows about the, the story about Sasquatch Unity being horribly broken, uh, but it's still so still, still sold super well because of you know uh, day one sales and everything. But Syndicate paid the price for um, paid you know they uh, paid for the sins that was Unity. Um, so I think there's some hollow truth in that. To me, it's not as big as um, Ubisoft is making it out to be. My new favorite publisher, um, and <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> this is weird. Uh, Dynasty Warriors might be my favorite franchise of all time. I've never even played Dynasty Warriors game either. Uh, I might replace them with Madden. Uh, or replace Madden with them. Um, but NBA 2K18 is now the second highest selling game of 2017. Uh, followed behind Destiny 2. Which, that's crazy. Destiny 2 it was surpassed every other game in the, in the year in the, its first month in the market. So, But um, yeah, then some other info came out. Um, so actually, the ten high selling games that have come out in 2017 so far, uh, I thought some interesting ones on the list a little bit. Uh, ten actually, this is the biggest, most interesting one to me. Number ten was Mario Kart 8 for the Switch. That I'm okay. Uh, still, that's weird to me. Nine Injustice 2, eight Horizon Zero Dawn, seven For Honor, six GTA 5, five Breath of the Wild, four Madden 18, three Wildlands, two NBA 2K18, and one being Destiny 2. But yeah, you know, I think it was kind of uh, interesting to uh, kind of see where things lied, you know, there because people were a lot of talk. Who's going to win out October twenty seventh? And we now know the winner. And I don't think it's really any big surprise, kind of the order it played out on, um, as far as sales go. But 
yeah, yeah. It, it was a fun is a kind of a kind of a fun list a lot of big stuff out there now kind of see where everything's gonna lie at the end of the, the end of the year but kind of you know i think next month's gonna be big like we talked about battlefront 2 um uh, i'm definitely excited to see that i'm kind of here uh, curious to see when we actually get to hear sales numbers which i guess we'll hear sometime in probably late january early february and then when the new quarter hits in january right uh, total sales numbers i think battlefront sold the first one the, the first ea one i think sold around 17 million copies so uh and early reports out there it sounds like uh um i don't know stock drop for uh ea and it took some big hits and it sounds like it but i'm assuming it's gonna sell really well still because star wars um it's ea and the with the marketing out there i'm curious to hear the numbers and how it's going to compare against battlefront and i'm, I'm curious when people were actually turned off more by battlefront one than the than the uh um than the blue boxes how many people knew about them um i like to hear more of like kind of the uh casual market of it the people are just going to go buy star wars without yeah really reading into more of it so uh yeah uh a lot of interesting, interesting, interesting things are I think we're gonna hear about in the next few months uh, with that game. And surprisingly enough, we went through a whole show without talking about loot boxes, outside of mentioning Star Wars <laughs> Battlefront Two here and there. Uh, first time I think in a month or so we've done that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think overall we got some pretty we got some pretty positive news out of this show and uh, pretty, so. pretty positive week, uh, which is nice to hear. And I think next yeah. week could really be a positive week. You know, a lot of big things happening. Right. Yeah, video game awards, obviously PSX next week, um, and almost almost time Gables. We're a few weeks out. We got a few weeks left till uh, we we do our game of the year show. Oh, so, I know, right? This is going to be interesting. Yeah, I am totally excited for that. Uh, so yeah, going to be a fun last month of the year. Um, Just a few but, weeks out, and there's still a lot more for us to try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. So I got a few games I want to play through before we get there. So the crunch is real for uh, for us to see for the uh, last few weeks of the of the year for us uh, as far as playing uh, playing uh, games from this year. Um, but I think you know what that might wrap up the show this week. Not a lot going on other than the fact that you know we're getting Mario cereal, right? Did you hear about yep. this shit? Yeah, Dude. I heard about this shit, man. That that's kind of fucking crazy that it's yeah. not only a thing, but it's coming out as soon as like next week. Yeah, December 11th uh, is when it comes out, uh, and I guess the, and there's like a me there's like an amiibo thing for it, and it unlocks uh, gold coins and hearts uh, for it. Kellogg's making it. Uh, what kind of cereal is it? I, it I, looks I, like I, a Lucky Charms, dude. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's like yeah, it is. It's like it's Lucky Charms. Oh man, I hate marshmallows. And <laughs> <laughs> this has ruined it. Oh man. <laughs> Well, what did you want it to be? Fucking Cocoa Puffs? Yeah, dude! I'll take... Oh, man. Dude, Mario I'll, Cocoa Puffs. I'll, I'll smash a bowl of Cocoa Puffs right now, man. No, no man. Oh, Maybe some Captain Crunch. I don't care. Cuts cuts top of my mouth. I don't give a shit. It's, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got ESPN alert again. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's pretty cool, though. I'm excited. Uh, have, have we actually had true, like, Nintendo cereal in our lifetime? Well, no, 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 no. I think the last major, like, cereal that was endorsed by Nintendo had to have been at least back in the 1980s, dude. It must have been, like, the late 80s. Because, dude, yeah. it was like, you up. had Mario and you had Zelda or something like that. Those two series. 
like had their own specific like cereal or something like that but this is the first that i've made been made aware of of like actually being a nintendo themed cereal since then oh yeah the nintendo cereal system i forgot about this Mm -hmm. oh yeah they had a whole like they had a whole thing uh in 1986 and discontinued in 1989 Uh, it was the name of the cereal based off the nes Represented two of the most popular video games. I'm I'm on the Wikipedia page. So they had a Mario and a Zelda cereal. Yes. It doesn't surprise me that they made a deal with Kellogg's. It's because Mario has been appearing upon boxes of, like, alphabet cereal and stuff like that, too. And, like, even some parts, like, mini wheats and stuff at the grocery store that I've been seeing. And it's for in tie-ins with Super Mario Odyssey. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I saw that they're doing like a giveaway for uh, like one in five hundred people when they uh, can win a Switch. You buy this box. Yeah, so this, oh okay, so all right. This man apparently a box of um, they go for a box of this goes for anywhere from a hundred to two hundred dollars on eBay today. What? Yeah, if you want a box of that Nintendo cereal system. Oh, oh God! For that, almost like a over a thirty year old cereal box. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'd buy it, not for that much. I would. Tr- <laughs> I, I'd honestly want. I'd be more interested in trying it now. <laughs> you would fucking get food poisoning from that shit. I don't know, man. I think it'd be all right. It's just, it's, it's basically dude, cardboard. Dude, you'd basically be like that fucking guy Brian Zane on YouTube or something like that. That uh, big wrestling fan actually tasted like the fucking Ultimate Warrior cereal that they had going on right there, and like just all the stale cereal taste. Oh my god. Oh god! Eh, I'll try it. I, I, what would taste worse, uh, a Switch cartridge, or any uh, Nintendo cereal system from thirty years ago? Uh, I would say a Switch cartridge because it's like some sort of deterrence from like kids eating it. Yeah, but this is a thirty-year-old box of cereal. Well, hey, at least it's not some like say the WWF like attitude like uh, beef jerky. Twenty years down the line. Yeah, I'll try that. <laughs> no, you wouldn't, dude. That's like fucking yeah. sawdust. That's fine. It'd be like eating one of those, like, it'd be like eating the bubble gum out of, like, the old baseball card packs oh, nowadays, from, like, 30 oh, years ago. Oh, God. It just turns into a mushy powder. Oh. Yeah. It turned into a mushy powder when they came out back in the day. It would just be, it'd probably already be powder when you got it out. Uh, should be mm. fun. Yeah, anyways, Mario Cereal. That's going to be a thing next week. I'm totally going to go to the store, and I'm going to go look for that on December 11th. What is that, next Monday? Yeah. Next Monday. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm going to buy some of that. Oh, my God. I just... I'm just gonna say this right now, where it's like, if like we both get paid or something like that, we just come forth with like fucking four or five boxes of cereal at the table. <laughs> we'll eat it on the show. That's what we'll do. We're not gonna record it, but we're gonna eat it on the show. Yeah, we're doing our game of the year podcast. So we're gonna just have some Mario cereal. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's gonna listen to us chew it in a little bit. And we'll talk about it while we're with our mouthful. Should be fun. Should be good. Good way to wrap up the year for us. Yeah, but anyways, Mario cereal—that's the thing that's happening. I'm totally in for this. We should get more of these. We should have more video game cereal. What would, what are other like video game franchises that should have cereal? Doom. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh lord. Yeah. You see the fucking Doom guy in the front of the cereal box, and yeah. you have the fucking like, you have all the different demons of the fucking marshmallow bits. <laughs> It's, yeah. just, it's just the demon marshmallow bits with a fucking thing of cocoa puffs. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> it just tastes like real chocolate and it's almost like opening a fucking 
portal of shit. Like, it comes with like the, the uh, like it comes with a bowl that's like looks like a portal. And you pour the demons into the portal. Oh my god! And it comes yeah, with you... little, it comes with little toys or something like that. Also, it comes with a fucking spoon that's shaped like the BFG. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, yes, please, please. I am oh my, I am on my knees right now. Please, please make this so. Oh my god! You just see like I... just you just see like Bethesda making a deal with some place like say not like. Oh my god, it's gotta be at least like a major, uh, major brand. I'm not like like Quaker or something like that. It's like they just go to Kellogg's, like, hey, we want you to put the Doom guy on our cereal box. This is adult cereal. Yes. <laughs> adult yeah. cereal boxes. Yeah, you can only buy it in like, like adult shop, like porn shops. <laughs> just some obscure, like a porn shop or in a fucking like. They have to just separate, or even if you go to like a retail, like Walmart or a Target, they gotta put it in a separate place and lock and key. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like we can go buy a video game from like Walmart. They even get the, someone from the back to get a key to open it for you. So you, the, you just go behind. The, it's like you can just like inside the fucking mob boss and you just go behind the fucking curtain and stuff like that. Yeah. Buy so you gotta be eighteen years of age or older to buy Doom cereal. <laughs> when you buy Doom cereal, they put it in like a black bag. Give me a fucking privacy. <laughs> Oh, oh man, you know I was gonna make this thing, but I think we 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 peaked. I don't know if you could beat Doom cereal. Oh my god, Gables! <laughs> oh man, oh, man. the best shit is when I just come up with stuff on the top of my head, man. It's just yeah, it is. Hilarious. That was good. That was good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, speaking of things that come off the top of your head, uh, we're still releasing a shit ton of the uh, flashback episodes. Uh, and I was listening to some last. I, I usually like listen to bits and pieces of the shows here and there before I post them up to kind of give me a fresh a reminder of what we talked about. It's kind of fun going back and hearing how we were talking about and kind of how little shits we gave back then. Not to give a lot of shit now, uh, but how how many fewer shits we gave back then and the weird shit we talked about. Uh, and the snap into a Slim Jim brother, uh, or snap into a uh, oh fuck straight out Compton brother uh, line from you uh, came out when when the episode. <laughs> I can vividly remember that piece by yeah, piece now. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. So, uh, if you want to hear more of Gable's antics uh, uh, and funny shit, uh, check those out. They come out every Thursday on the uh, on our feed, uh, YouTube, wherever. Junk Dash Drunkers Podcast uh, on on YouTube. Junk Dash Nerds Pod. Junk Dash Nerds Podcast on iTunes. Um, they go up there every Thursday, and at the end of the month, you might notice we get a, like you get a bunch of them. Uh, it's usually because we have a lot of extra room. Sometimes I upped our room again on our uh, our account for how much holy um, shit shit we can release. Yeah, how much stuff we can release. Uh, so you might at the end of the month you might get like a small small spattering of uh, extra podcast. But for the most part, they come out every Thursday. Um, I think episode forty one comes out or forty or forty one comes out this Thursday. Um, so yeah, check those out. I keep forgetting to talk about those, but um, check them out. There's some good stuff on there. So it's a fun to listen to. It's like oh, a nice yeah. little time capsule of kind of where we were and what where the video game world was. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of fun hearing my old my opinions and our opinions back and seeing how they changed uh, since then. Um, but yeah, check those out um, on those places. And also, 
uh, check us out on Twitter uh, at Drunk Nerds Pod and on Facebook at uh, um, Drunk Nerds Podcast, uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Sorry, on our we have a page and group. Like, subscribe, like, and join us on there. Um, and also on Twitch, um, at Drunk Nerds Podcast. So follow us on there. Send us friend requests. Friends are good. Like friends. Friends are fun. Um, so yeah, check us out in all those places. Um, thank you guys for joining us this week. I was your host. I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next week, everyone, I hope you have yourself a fun time doing whatever the hell you're doing. But the most importantly of all, just have yourself a good week. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Play some games and let's start a petition to get um, Doom cereal. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Open the box, the cereal box, and you just hear the Doom theme. Oh my god, Gables! <laughs> it keeps getting better. Oh god. I thought, we, I thought we peaked too soon, but in fact, we did not. Oh, oh. good night, everyone. Bye, guys. <laughs>